he had arrhythmia for three months straight. And it was really bad, like could barely work, all of that. We were literally in the hospital all the time. She worked on him. Three hours later, he came up, he like got out of bed and was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like freaking out, like, oh my God, what is your heart like in a bad place again? And I come over and he's like, feel my heart. And I went and felt his heart and it was back to a normal rhythm for the first time in months. And this was three hours she did after she did healing on him. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realize it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank How's you so much. Feeling? For everyone that's new, welcome to Almost 30. We are a podcast about navigating life's transitions. That started from the idea of navigating the transition from your 20s to your 30s, but we realized it was so much more than that. Yeah. So now we just have fun. We talk about topics that are interesting that'll help propel your personal growth, like we said. <laughs> so welcome. Krista just likes to make fun of our intro. I'd, I just like to make fun of it, even though I'm obsessed with it. I love it. <laughs> like I actually do love it. And thanks know, for coming back. For everyone that's back. It means so much that you're here. It means so much that you share with your friends. It means so much that you tag us on Instagram and share your support. Um, so you can share these messages with other females, with other people that really need them. So that's really the important piece is that um, the messages that the people share on the podcast that we like to highlight are really influential and can change people's lives. So sharing it with others is the best thing you could do. Yeah. So thank you in advance. If you have not yet, please join our secret Facebook group. Uh, you can search us uh, Secret Almost 30 Podcast Group on Facebook. And it's just secret because it's private. So mm-hmm. request so to join and we'll let you in. We'll let you in. Oh, so you can get deep. People get deep in the in the group. People are open. It's our favorite thing. Yeah. People are honest. Okay. So... We just had this conversation it's a banger. with yeah. I, well, you met Milana Snow um, at Summit LA, mm-hmm. and what was that like? So I met Milana at Summit LA through Biet, through our friend Biet Simkin. Um, me and Biet were at Summit, and she said, "You know, I have this amazing friend. She's a Reiki healer, and she's teaching this class at Summit. And at Summit, there's tons of classes. You know, Esther Perel's there, Tim Ferriss is there. They're just like really heavy hitters. So I was like, sure, like I would love to do a Reiki session. I'm not really exactly sure how she's going to heal an entire room of people, but you know, I'm down. And I've had Reiki done to myself one other time, and I didn't really feel much from it. So." You know, I had my expectations, but, you know, I was open. So first of all, got in the room and Milana is an absolute supermodel. She's a fucking babe. She's got this beautiful hair, beautiful skin. She's just an angel. And, you know, immediately met her and was like, 
just like drawn to her. She's warm, she's engaging, she's great. And so we did the session. There was probably 70 people in the room. There was no extra space. I don't think they could have fit another body in there, um, which was really surprising. But I mean, I felt completely healed. Like my heart felt more open. I felt deeper. Like I cried when she came and like healed me. And I actually haven't had that much of a, a breakthrough from energy work ever. So, you know, she's truly gifted at what she does. And um, she is just a great example of, you know, marrying wellness with being cool, you know, (laughs) and being approachable and being warm and being open. Well, I think part of like her purpose, and she didn't say this, but I feel like it is just bringing that spirituality on the level that she's doing, the Reiki, the meditation, Mm -hmm. the healing to the masses. So... You know, some people are afraid of the woo-woo and I think she really makes it accessible. Yeah. So Milana Snow is a Reiki healer, meditation teacher, and founder of Serene Social, serenebook.com. And she is launching soon, wellnessofficial.co. Yeah. We love her so much. She's our new best friend. Mm -hmm, Truly. New best friend. Truly. So this will really help you understand energies, understand auras, chakras, Angels, we kind of talked about mm. angels and she has some really cool, crazy stories. Crazy. So love her, really just in awe of her and excited to have her in our world. So Milana Snow, um, enjoy this episode and thanks for sharing with your friends. It means a lot. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to make me laugh. Oh. I, I'm good. Yeah, that's, that's what, what we're we here do. for. I told you about the synchronicity I had, right, with um, you emailing me. Oh, yeah, me. what was No, that? tell us. Well, it was crazy because I did did not see the email that you sent me after Summit at all, I which like, is so weird. Course. <laughs> <laughs> Another one unanswered. <laughs> so just no. I actually don't remember I wasn't like not answered ever. Yeah, you're like, no. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and then I don't know. I don't really, I don't really. Anyways, I think I was like Google it. Well, oh, so Hannah Ray. Do you guys know Hannah Ray? I don't know. If you don't know her, you should know her, guys. Is it R-A-E-Y? What's her? R-A-E? R-A-E. So she has, she basically, um, she would say a lot better, but on Instagram, you can like kind of get the gist of it. But she works with native people in Peru, Mm. like in the mountains of Peru. Yes, we know her. We were invited to her thing. Yes. Her ceremony. Yes. And so I don't know why, but one day we were on Instagram chatting and she was like, do you know the Almost 30 podcast? And I was like, yeah, that sounds, I think that's, I was like, yeah, that sounds familiar. Like, yes, I definitely know. And she sent me the one that you did with Lacey. Was it Lacey? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Phillips. Yeah. Phillips. And so I listened to it and I was like, oh man. And I heard how she had said, I had manifested this, you know, doing more podcasts. And I was like, mm. I want to do more podcasts. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then I think I've like, might've looked in my inbox, like almost 30 or something. I don't know. But Shut all up. of a sudden I saw your email and I was like, oh Whoa. my God, that's Perfect. so crazy. So I met Milana at Summit and there was like 70 people. It was crazy because it was in a room that was, it was in a, you know, more intimate room, but we filled the space. Like there was not any room for any other bodies. None. No, no and room. And they told me I was going to have 30 people. 30 people. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have time to talk for about 20 yep. minutes and like share what Reiki is and why we're here. Yeah. And then people just kept coming. Kept coming. And it kind of freaked me out because I'm like, oh my God, I can't, there's no, I have an hour. I can't tell anyone anything. Yeah. We just have to just do this because I want to get to everyone. Yeah. And it worked. It yeah. happened. It worked and it was crazy. Like that's what I thought too when you did it. So I was like, 
okay, we'll go to this. I was like, first off, well, I didn't know who you were. And Biet Simkin, our friend, was like, um, Biet, was like, you know, Milana's amazing. I want you to meet her, blah, blah, blah. And I just didn't expect, I didn't expect you to be able to get to everyone either. And I don't know how Reiki works. So I want to talk about that. But I was just like, you know, okay. So I'm thinking as an example, and if it's it's energy, this is my thought, my novice understanding of it. But I'm like, if I was to talk to 70 people, I would be exhausted. I wouldn't be able to have the energy. So I'm like, how would you do Reiki on 70 different energies in the room? You know, I was just like blown away and you made me cry. Like I was like, I cried. And then I had great meditations for like the next couple of weeks. I love that. It was amazing. Like I honestly was like, whoa, I've never really, I've had Reiki done once before. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like I kind of feel it. But after you did, I was like, oh, I get it. Like I felt like my third eye had like unblocked and my like meditations were so much clearer. Oh, that makes me so happy. It was crazy. I was like, oh, I get it. Like, and I actually was like crying. I'm like, this is so cool. Like it was the coolest. That was that particular, um, like two, I did two sessions at Summit. Those were really special because mm. I, again, like I had no idea that many people were going to come. And then also it's it's Summit. Like yes. I didn't know people were going to be crying by like the dozens. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I really wow. kind of, I, I had not a neg- negative expectation, but just kind of like these people are really cool. And like these are, you know, people who like have a persona usually. And mm. I just didn't expect to have such a wide open group. I mean, we had... I mean, there was a lot of men crying, like, mm. like boo-hooing. And, and I just say that to say, like, not that that should be the end result when you receive Reiki. Totally. Because <laughs> that's not, like, yeah. the point of it. But to, to allow yourself to be that open, and especially for men mm. in a public space, mm. in a space where, like, you're surrounded by people that you respect or that you, you know of or whatever, it was, it was just a really special experience. So I, I'm really happy to hear that feedback because mm. coming from the perspective of being the individual that worked in that room, mm-hmm. it, you you know, I can I can perceive what's happening on an energetic level. I can perceive what's happening on a physical level, mm-hmm. but you never know what people are actually thinking and mm-hmm. actually experiencing. So it's always interesting to hear the feedback, you know, um, in tandem with how I experience mm-hmm. the healings. Totally. You know? Yeah. And it was funny. I was like laying next to Biet and I was like, <laughs> I'm just literally so dumb. I mean, I'm so tired because it's summit. You know, it's three days. You're so tired. You're like in the mix. And I turn over. I'm like, have you ever done Reiki? Obviously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really like almost died. And she's like, I am Reiki. I'm like, I love you so much. I was like, yo, like that's so you. Like I couldn't believe it. So She is. It, that's great. She it is. is interesting about summit. So I've talked about summit on the podcast. So summit was that event I attended um, three days in downtown LA. And it's pretty prominent. Like it's really great people, like investors, entrepreneurs, business owners, whatever. Um, but it was interesting that the most popular sessions seem to be the more touchy-feely ones. So your session being very popular, Biet's sessions were very popular. We couldn't fit another body in the room. Um, Esther Perel's sessions were literally like people standing outside the door. Like it was, it's like an interesting shift, I think, that mm. a lot of like the more personal touchy-feely topics seem to be garnering a lot more interest. I think that's just like a reflection of what's happening in society know, right now. Like there has to be a deeper meaning for anything that anybody's doing at this and, point because yeah. why would you be doing anything right now if, if you didn't, Literally. unless you're like medicating, self-medicating in whatever way because it's just right now, I think in like the collective consciousness, no matter where you are oh. in your own journey, no um, I, I think that there's this general shift that's happening towards deeper meaning. You know, and I, I hope that that's civilization shifting as a whole, but 
Also to go back to something that you were talking about, about doing Reiki on 70 plus people yes. or, or whatever um, and how that works. I don't know if, if you heard me say something about if you're going to receive Reiki, there also needs to be an exchange of some sort here. Did, did, did yeah, I say that? Did say that, that. And I'm, that part is super key. And not just for me so that I don't get completely depleted, but also like for the energy to be complete for you as the person receiving it, there needs to be like a transference and and an exchange of some sort. And actually that's one of the reasons why when you pay a practitioner, it's, it's very important like through an exchange. And I always say cash is like the easiest, most entry level form of energy exchange because we generally agree on values of like cash dollar amounts, Mm -hmm. right? But it doesn't have to be cash, obviously. It could be anything from like, I want to share this uh, opportunity with you or I want to like, get, you know, give you this necklace or or actually one of the most profound exchanges I got that day was a man told me that, you know, he uh, basically had a profound shift and he thought it was bullshit before and that, mm-hmm. that, that he wanted to sh- give that to me, that he felt mm-hmm. totally shifted and he oh, didn't he expect shifted. that, you know? Mm-hmm. So even just to even express that to me was like, Thank you. I received that. And and I note I noticed a few years ago I started doing these group sessions at Soho House. Like God, I think it was like four years ago now. And I was doing like rooms of like 60, 70 people when I was just starting to do this stuff, you know? Wow. And it was just because I had this vision. I wanted, I wanted to get my hands on as many people as I could because I just felt like everybody should experience Reiki. Everybody should know that there's more to their bodies than just their physical bodies. And I would go to Soho House and, you know. I would come out of there just like wiped out and not not because it was the people that were there or anything it was it was literally because I wasn't asking for anything in return. I didn't have any sales pitch. I didn't have I mean not that you'd have a sales pitch, but I did, like there was literally like no reason for me to be there except I just want to give. I just want to give, which is great, but that is actually not how healing works. Mm. It's a cyclical. It's it's yeah. an exchange. Mm. And when you don't give and receive, then it's like a broken system, wow. you know? So I really, and one of my friends told me that because I was like, girl, I don't understand. Reiki comes from like universal source. Like, why am I depleted after something that feels so good? And she's like, because you're not, you're not uh, exchanging. It's supposed to be an exchange. It's not just you pouring yourself out. Mm. Wow. Even if you're using yourself as a channel for source, you still as your physical body, there needs to be uh, an exchange. So- Wow, I'm kind of feeling that like with- With what we do too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like and especially recently. Yeah, I think after, especially, I'm sure you experience kind of like a learning curve in like the tra- trajectory of your work in like healing energy and sure. all of that. So we're experiencing that. And like after our first year, we're like, okay, so- Because, you know, you go into events or you're asked to speak or, you know, do whatever. And if- if we're doing it out of the goodness of our heart, which we love to do, we don't realize until after we're like, whoa, why do we feel so one depleted? Two, there's just like this feeling of like almost like strange emptiness in like an emotional way. We're like, wait, why didn't that feel amazing? You know? (laughs) I just don't, yeah, it's like, I'm, I don't know. It's not, I, I'm I'm filled up from the giving and I want to give, but I'm not feeling like energized. Yeah. And I think it's it's good to be clear that it, it doesn't always have to come in the form of being paid, right? Like yeah. cash. Yeah. Right? So like, you know, I always say 
it's again, it's like, that's actually like the most dumbed down way to give somebody something energetically, just really easy, you know? And that's great. But, um, but yeah, if you, especially as you start to expand your energy and you start to reach more people, which obviously you guys are doing as you guys are growing and growing and growing and touching more people's lives, then you're carrying more energy and then you're bringing in more energy and then you're pushing out more energy. Mm. So it's like, um, you have a, a larger capacity for the, for energetic flow because you have a larger vessel, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So then you have to be even more mindful of making sure that the vessel has like a really good stream in as as you are pushing it out because mm-hmm. you have a you have a bigger container now. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it literally hundred makes sense. I'm just like thinking about it's because I I want to put it like I don't want to downplay what we've been doing and that- None at all, yeah. You know, and anyone's part in it, but like, I feel so depleted right now. You know, I feel so depleted and I think it's my own inability to receive. You know, I kind of have a block with receiving. I think that's what it is. I don't, and I'm trying, I'm like, like I'll kind of like put myself in the moment. I'm like, okay, receive what they are saying. You know, like if someone's like, you know, there was- Hannah, who came to our event, you know, mm-hmm. our meetup, she was amazing. She drove in from Tucson. She like woke up really for work, like drove so far, brought us a gift. And like, I was sitting there, I'm like trying to receive. I'm like, I am receiving this energy. And it was almost like overwhelming, you know, mm-hmm. like almost like brought me to tears when I was like receiving it. But then I'm like, okay, I don't want to cry. I can't be crying all the time. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, how do I receive this in a healthy way that makes me feel energized and not like crying? Totally. I mean, I actually, I've experienced this and and my transition of saying things like I did at that particular meditation of Mm. if you're going to receive, there needs to be an energy exchange here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And and that shift kind of was, that was reflective of my life as well, Mm. being able to make that choice that that was how I was going to proceed so that I can continue to up-level and expand and, and support and help more people. And and for me, it was it was a practice. And I think if you go back to like this idea of us having where these containers, and this container continues to expand, and you can hold more light, right? So it's like it's like um, you know, this is let's say a sixty watt bulb. Well, you don't want to blast like a thousand watts; it would explode. Mm-hmm. But if you increase the container for light, mm-hmm. then you have to actually really start to practice holding that light. And on like an energetic physical level, what I find, especially with Reiki, like when someone really up levels or when I have personally up leveled, like my energy field expands and my chakras are open and all of that stuff, which we can get into, people tend to like sleep for days after that. And it's not like they're exhausted. They're just like, oh man, I got to like catch up because the body has to Mm. catch up. The emotions have to catch up. The mind has to catch up with what the soul is doing. So I would say if you have made like this choice, which it sounds like you have, that you want to receive and you want to be open to receiving, know that it's a practice and that things are catching up to that choice. Mm -hmm. And, And then you'll be able to start to fill that container slowly as you allow that energy to come in and you start to kind of melt into the just, okay, I can hold this much energy. I can accept that much attention. I can accept gifts. I can accept energetic exchanges in a larger capacity. Because I have to tell you, people have come to me after and they're like, how how do you like have, after you do 
Reiki on 70 people and then like 50 of them come up to you after and they're crying. Like, how do you do that? And I'm like, first of all, it's, it's, if I make it about me, then like we're in serious yeah, trouble that's here. True. Mm. That's true. None that's of the, true, true. I'm super clear on the fact that like when I'm doing this, it's not me because I'm not 100% compassionate and non judgmental mm-hmm. <laughs> as a person walking yeah. around this planet. But for some reason, when I get into that space mm-hmm. and I allow source to work through me, I, I literally don't have judgment. And it's very weird mm. because, like, how is that possible other than it's just not? coming from me, right? And so when when I started to make the choice of like, I'm going to allow people to give back and return, it's also like accepting the fact that like what I gave to them didn't actually come from me. Mm. I love that. Mm. I think that's easier to accept too because then it's like, because it feels very, you know, ego to be like, oh, this is from me. And I know it's not from me. You know, I know it's not. And that's what's nice about having Lindsay is having another person with us is that I cannot accept it as me because I'm like, there's two of us, you know, and then there's Chloe on the team and Sophia. So it's like, it's easier for me to not accept it as me because there's so much, so many moving parts. I don't want to like, dis- like, I don't want to like, oh, separate no, you from you, like your yeah. greatness. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. Like, like you guys are but channeling I think there, something yeah. much but I think, bigger yeah, than yourself, bigger. right? Yeah. And there was like synchronicities that have happened throughout this entire process. And I'm sure in your life too, which I want to get into that like brought us to where we are now. And like, it can't be just by chance. It can't Mm-mm. be. So like to lean on that like greater source for, you know, to take the pressure off of us. Exactly. I think it's like, okay, so when we don't know what to do, when we don't know what to say, when we don't know the next move to make, which is sometimes, you know, like we're just like, okay, not really sure if we should say yes to that or move in this direction. You know, we can lean on the greater thing, source, energy that brought us here. Totally. And it just, I feel a little bit lighter when I'm like, okay, take the reins, like show me the way in those moments. Totally. And I think, I think, you know, when we start to realize that we really are vessels and we are actually working in that way because, you know, I think it's easy to like then forget that really quickly or to like want a certain outcome because you want to help people. You have like a really good intention and then so you want to kind of like force your will into it. Mm. But when you are consistently practicing, because it's totally a practice of being a vessel for, for energy source, whatever, to work through you, then you really do feel okay with receiving because you're like, you know what? Like it's, this didn't come from me. Like all of this is how energy works. And I know Mm -hmm. that if I want to continue to do this work, like I have to receive, like that's how this works. Mm -hmm. And so because I'm in touch and I'm allowing myself to be a vessel for this all to work through me, and I understand the laws of the universe, like I got to allow myself to receive. And also there's something to be said about resonating because it doesn't mean that we just go and like take whatever anyone is giving to us. I think it's really important. Like even just like the resonance I feel with Mm -hmm. you guys, like this, that's like a big factor of like resonating and going where things resonate so that when you do exchange, like it's the correct exchange for you. Mm -hmm. Super, super important. Because I I remember wanting to like, I want to just give to everyone. I just want to like share the light with as many people. Because mm-hmm. I was just like super naive. And, and I was getting myself into situations that were really not right for my energy. Mm-hmm. But my will of like, I just want to give this as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. Got me into situations where it was like the exchanges were actually not correct. And yeah. I could feel, I could feel that they weren't resonating. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I feel that a lot with like dating. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally but you get tricked because you're like, oh, this could be fun. And then it's just mm-hmm. like the wrong energy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, can you take us back, like how you found this work? I don't know how many people know your story. Um, we know your story, and it's fascinating to us how like you came upon this. So, could you share that with our listeners? Yeah, I kind of always start way, way back to like Do it. being like elementary school. Mm. So, as a kid, oh, yeah. we moved around a lot. My mom's in the hotel industry. And every like two years, she'd get moved to a new hotel or like a new region um, to be a manager or whatever. And so we would move literally every two years from, I think, the age of, I don't know, nine to 14. So I went to like seven schools before I graduated from, no, I think before high school, actually. And the longest I ever lived anywhere was four years. And this, I say that to say that like, I didn't really have friends because I was constantly moving. There was no Facebook at the time. <laughs> like once you move, that was it. You know, you might write See, to yeah. somebody, but... Yeah, oh my gosh, I remember that. So um, I read a lot, like a lot, because that was like the one thing that we could do really easily. I could just go yeah. to the library or I could keep it in my bag whenever we'd move. And when I did that, I somehow got really into spiritual books. And I remember the turning point of this was when we moved to Boulder, Colorado, And we were staying in the hotel that my mom had just become the manager of. And in Boulder, because they're all hippies, (laughs) instead of a Bible on like the, you know, like the Mm -hmm. bedside table. Oh, yeah. It was the Bhagavad Gita. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank God. And like, I'm sure that like I had ran out of books to read or something or we like hadn't gotten to the library Mm -hmm. yet. So I just started reading the the Bhagavad Gita. Which is really hilarious. Um, And I don't really remember that much, but I remember being super into it and getting really into reincarnation and meditation and the tarot and got my first tarot deck at like nine and like just being really all in. And I think it's probably because I was just lonely and didn't really have any other outlets. And that was really like a, a beautiful way for me to connect with something that felt better than that. And um, that kind of was like my entire childhood. So that was until um, I was like 14 and I was, I went and became like a total witch. Like I actually, I actually have a spell book. Oh my gosh. Shut I need to like carry this around and like show people. I should have brought it. it. <laughs> I have a spell book that I wrote spells in, in 2001. And damn, what a year to write spells. <laughs> I wonder what kind of spells you're writing as a 14 year old. Seriously. You know, it was <laughs> make my boobs bigger. No, tell him to ask me opposite out. Of that. That's like, what freaks me out. I literally have a spell about religious tolerance. You're oh lying. my God. I'm not. Put me to shame. Thank why? you. Why would I? Why? That's amazing. Religious tolerance in 2001. Yeah. It, okay, 9/11. I never thought about that. I mean, come that on. Actually kind of freaks would me you out. you like, it's like a whole incantation. I'm literally going to send you a picture of this. I'm going like, to take a picture crazy. of it. That is crazy. really oh, odd. I never thought about that. I didn't think about that either until Sorry. you said that. Down, <laughs> no, but downer, like, but connected. No, but that's like kind of amazing. That is amazing. Because I, I can't imagine that's why insane. I did that. Maybe it was around that time. I don't know. I'll have to look wow. at the date. Yeah. But yeah, that was the kind of thing that I was into. And then when I moved to Houston... I was kind of like in the Bible belt of America and really just was like, oh, what's this thing called Christianity? Because my parents mm. were like atheist, agnostic. They didn't really have any like interest. They guitars and give donuts at church. <laughs> I'm in. It's so interesting to have parents, like I love that, like that are, that are, that are agnostic. Yeah. I think a lot of like parents think they should even if they're not attached really to a religion, like feel like they should because they have kids. Totally. You know, so that's really yeah. interesting. My parents did not care what yeah. I 
got into. I mean, they were just like, cool, "Cool, you want a tarot deck? Here's the Rider Waite deck for Christmas. No way. Yeah. Did you have a Ouija board? No, cool. I, I that that didn't interest me. But cool. the tarot deck, like I would do tarot cards for my mom, and I'd be like, "Mom, these are family secrets. I don't think I should know." <laughs> <laughs> my mom will laugh when she hears that because she knows. I oh love my that. god, that's Wait, so you have a sister too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, from so my my mom and my stepdad. I have a little okay. sister, and my dad side. I have um, seven other brothers and wow. sisters. Cool. Yeah. So you're the only from your mom and your dad. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So anyways, to go back to mm-hmm. your question, um, I I got into Christianity then and I actually became a born-again Christian after being a witch, which I don't think anybody, <laughs> if anybody from high school is hearing this, love I'm, you. I'm, done with I'm my sorry if you felt misled. I'm done with my witchcraft. <laughs> I'm becoming born again. And my parents were like, why? Like this actually, that was the point where they Did were that like- that freak them out? Like if I would miss church, I would cry. And I was like, you know, this was like from, I'd say 16 to like 20. Wow. Does a born again mean you're you're not baptized or what is born again? Um, born again means you go and you choose to get baptized. And I'm sure, I mean, depending on like what part of Christianity you're, you know, you're from, there's different meanings. Right. But mm-hmm. I actually went and got baptized at like 21 when I lived in New York. And it was, and I, and I would go to church twice a week. Which church? I went, <laughs> I went so to Hillsong. Yes, Hillsong. I went there to we go. World Changer. I, I just went, <laughs> I went to Brooklyn Tabernacle. Oh yeah. I mean, I was super into it and I got really, really into it because I just thought, wow, like this is a world religion. I studied Hinduism. I studied witchcraft, Wicca. Like I want to know everything. So I totally did. And then after a few years, I was like, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to like put this all together somehow. And now I'm going to go to, uh, you know, the more new age stuff and see. So long story short, I've kind of always been that person. And I've always been like doing some kind of woo-woo something. And it wasn't until I started my first company, Serene, Mm. did I start to get into Reiki because we were doing rooftop yoga. And that's like a whole story we could get into if you guys want to. But we were doing rooftop yoga at the James in in New York, which we're doing again this summer, by the way. Cool. Seven summers. And I had all these amazing people coming and practitioners and they'd say, oh, you know, let me give you Reiki or let me give you acupuncture. And so I would just say, oh, okay, sure, let's do it. And when I received Reiki, the first time was from my good friend, San Yu. And honestly, and she knows this, I was laying in the bed and I was like, this is bullshit. It's a waste of my time. I don't feel anything like, okay, when is this going to be over? And then for the next three days, I cried, like purging. And I, I'm definitely a crier, like, but like three days straight, not that's not normal for me. So I called her after the third day, which is ironic that it was three days too. And I'm like, what did you do? Like, what was this? Maybe I did experience something, but I didn't feel it. Why? And that's when I just took a complete deep dive. I took Reiki one, I took Reiki two. And actually after Reiki one, I literally was so like amazed by what I experienced that I said, I'm literally going to give this to as many people as I possibly can. And I started volunteering at hospitals because I was just mm. like, so as you can tell, I'm I'm kind of like that. Like once I get into something, I'm like, whoa, I got to go so into this. Yeah. Wow. I wonder, I was just thinking when you were talking, I'm like, I had a few days of crying and I'm wondering if that was at Summit. Mm. I was wondering if that was after it. Mm. It probably may have been. Yeah. I was, I watched the, um, it was when I watched that one documentary about the Hasidic Jews too. So I wonder if I watched that when I got back and then was like crying for like three days. Mm. I forget what that documentary is, but 
Yeah, it's crazy. So what is happening if you're crying after Reiki? You know, the way that Sonia explained it to me at the time was that I was releasing, that I had a lot of loss and sadness that I had not acknowledged or allowed myself to feel. And I feel that Reiki allows and to open up the channels so that you can actually feel and, and tap into like where you're really at so you can allow light to come through and, and cleanse and clear and support you. And I think I just, I mean, the fact, looking back, the fact that I really felt like I am not feeling anything and this is a waste of my time. Now I know that I was completely insensitive to my energy, my, my own physical body, the way that I was actually feeling. I mean, completely unaware even as like a spiritual person, right? Mm. It was like, I had no sense of like my auric field or anything. And so that's really interesting because, you know, clearing through tears is, is really a beautiful way to just release things mm. that you've been holding on to that you're just not aware of. And that's why it feels so good. Even on like the most simple, like physiological level, you're literally shedding stress hormones. So that's like pretty obvious, right? But also on an energetic level, the water is energy and you are clearing and releasing things that you've been holding on to in your body on all of your, you know, energetic levels as well. So for our listeners who don't know what Reiki is, could you explain what Reiki is? Yeah. So Reiki is actually a Japanese, has a Japanese heritage and it, it is an energy healing technique. It does work with the energy field and the chakra system. So I think, you know, it's important to say that it is a specific lineage Reiki. And um, I sometimes will say it's somewhat interchangeable to say energy work as opposed to Reiki, but Reiki really does come from a very specific lineage of of practitioners. And then energy work is kind of like the bigger umbrella over that. And so how many chakras are there and what is the auric field? Like how many, do we have one or what is that? Oh yeah. So, so there are actually, and I'm sure somebody will have more information on this out there, but there are actually nine chakras that we found now. So there are seven in the physical body that are um, interlayered with the physical, mental, emotional, and mm. spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also in the past couple of decades have been the higher uh uh, crown chakra that has been like discovered. Maybe it was always there, but at least our consciousness has allowed us to start to tap into that. So that's about your arms distance above your head. And that's an actual like chakra. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with your your feet. So it's like the lower ground root chakra, which is below your feet. And and it can be anywhere between a few inches to like a foot out from your the, the base of your feet. Um, and then you have your seven main chakras. And those are kind of what most people are usually working with or familiar with. And that starts, um, you know, from your root to your sacral, your solar, your heart, which can kind of also be your upper heart because there's kind of a little bit of a differentiation between your upper heart and like your heart Mm. chakra, your throat, your third eye, and your crown. And something that I thought was really interesting once I started to understand it, because I kind of treat the chakras like a chapter in a book. Once you start to really get into each chapter... And you, and you go further, you, you're kind of starting to understand the full breadth of like that person's experience. And it's kind of like, ooh, this is more information about how this works and how that and how that connected to that trauma. Once you start to go through the different chakra systems, they really inform you. But what's also interesting is that they're connected to the Maslow hierarchy of needs. 
Because if you look at like your root chakra, it's all about like your most basic survival. I'm just trying to get through life. We're all human kind of needs. And then as you go all the way up to the crown, this is like when we're talking about enlightenment. And that's obviously like the highest level of the Maslow hierarchy of needs. And that's kind of like, you know, self-realization and connection to greater source. So that's also a really cool way to kind of look at it if if you have a more like scientific understanding of those things. When you meet someone, can you feel immediately um, kind of what either is blocked or what they're lacking or just energetically, or do you have to kind of get into a place? Can you tell that we're lacking today. <laughs> what we're trying to get like, to. So can you tell you me know, what I yeah. need? <laughs> but like, is it immediate? So meaning like, are you walking around feeling it from everyone you meet or come into contact with, or do you have to go into a, like a meditation or something like that? I, I personally don't go there unless I'm invited to. Ah, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's kind of an intrusion. A hundred percent. Okay, cool. And it just feels like a little bit inappropriate for me to like just go there with someone. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because some people don't necessarily have like the choice. It just kind of hits them and it's like, ah, I can feel all the past trauma they've had. A lot of people say, oh yeah, like you're an empath like me. And I'm like, actually, no. I I have a, a, a deep awareness of like compassion and understanding when I'm in that place, right? When I get into my channeled zone, I'm totally like there and compassionate and can can understand like, oh, this is pain and this is connected to this person. And mm. wow, that's really deep. I can understand it, but I don't actually take feel it, it and okay. take it in my body. So to, to like the question, it's like when I'm walking around, I don't even go there unless someone asks me to. Because also, have you guys heard of the, um, the human design system? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a projector. Jenna. Jenna Zoe? No. We had her. So sorry. She, we had her on the podcast and she does human design readings. I love it. She's so much with, um, I'm a projector. Yeah. What are you? I'm a manifest generator. Of course you guys are together. Yeah. That is so great. That's a very powerful combination. Yeah. I think about that every day. Yeah. And I mean, that as you know, as a projector, day. like it's a little bit different with projectors. I mean, actually as a manifesting generator, you have like some good things to know too. Obviously we all do. But as a projector, like we really cannot tell people what we see unless we're asked. Like we have mm. a, such a penetrating aura. And I didn't understand this until, thank God, human design. Like. I people run from me and I will literally be like smiling, like, hey. Totally. And I've had and over the years, way before I knew about any of this stuff, I'd like be like at the club. It's like, hey, and people totally. would be like, ah. And I'd, and I'd literally be like, why are they running? I from say it me? all the time to Justin. I'm like, he'll be like, oh, like, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I freak people out a lot of times. Yeah. Literally, I freak people out. Because you see them yeah. clearly. I freak mm-hmm. them out. I don't care. I freak mm-hmm. you out. Yeah. And so, so because I know that like, that's just what it is. Like, I'm just carrying that perception. I'm not even about to like start dissecting you even more further. Yeah. Unless you ask. And then I'm like super excited because I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Let's dig into this. Like, I'm totally down (laughs) to share what I see. Because then of course, projectors are all about like being seen as well, being recognized for seeing because we want to share. We want to like help support every person that we can. That's kind of like inherent in our way, but we can't do it unless we're invited. Mm-hmm. So that's the double. Mm-hmm. I think it's for me, the projector too, it was always like the in and out. So kind of like whenever I go into situations, it's like I kind of see where I'm needed or where I'm valuable. And then I'm kind of out. Like mm-hmm. I can't really just like dawdle and hang. I totally. don't really hang. 
you know, I'm kind of going to figure out who I can talk to or who needs me or or what mm. could I do? But then I don't really want to like fuck around and just like, you know, I want to go where I'm needed and then be out. Totally. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's like a very evolved perspective. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or rude. Whatever. <laughs> could be perceived either yeah, way. Literally. Well, I think the less evolved take it as rude and then... Yeah. Those yeah. that are a Let little bit more. Let me make them feel involved. good. I'm not being like, peace, no, 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 no. I know. I know. I'm <laughs> just know? saying, I'm just saying, like, if if people oh, aren't aware of mm-hmm. that intention, you totally. know what I mean? And then you're like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Well, they should just listen to your podcast and then they would know. Yeah, then, then they, they would, would know. know. <laughs> Download it. Sweet. You were talking about how the chakras are like a chapter of a book. So it's like, so if you were to work with someone on a healing level, would you work for, with them from chakra to chakra and then you would receive information about them? through the healing? Yeah. So it's interesting because sometimes people will say, you know, I, I do these group sessions and uh, sometimes I literally get 30 seconds. You will still get the energy if you're in the room. That's what's really cool about group energy. Mm. So if you're in the room and you're open to it, you're going to, I could be over there and you could think that I'm here, you know? So that's what's really cool about that. But um, if I if I actually have time, then I can get the full story. So if someone's like, oh, I, I felt that you spent a lot of time on my heart. Like, what does that mean? Sometimes the chakras also like don't want to talk. They just want to release. And, they, and maybe it's just like my own ability to perceive perhaps. But what I have experienced is sometimes it's like, we don't need to get into like the layers of why my heart is closed. We just need to open it up and let it out, mm. right? And so I find that, when we spend more time in the chakra system and we go through each chakra and I just listen and I spend time, then there's like a bigger picture that starts to uh, be told. And it's really interesting. So I have like a little bit of a story on that. A few years ago, um, a really good friend of mine had a really bad breakup with a man that she thought she was going to marry. And we had a couple of girlfriends who were kind of going through like tough times. So we did like a, a women's energy healing, like emergency session at one of my friend's houses in New York. And my friend came and she was just like a complete mess because she had just broken up with this guy like two days before. And I was just positive that I was going to be working on her heart. Like, oh, her heart's going to be broken. Like I'm going to be working on her heart. And I get to her and her heart is like wide open. I'm like, whoa, her heart is actually like super good. So I was really confused. I'm like, well, okay, that's weird. Where do I go? So I just start scanning her body and her throat was just like, like I just felt this huge like block and like wanting to like come out so bad. Like I, like it was like this like, like a tight fist just wanting to open. So I was like, okay, wow, I'm gonna work on her throat. What does this mean? And my hand was literally without me doing this, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm moving my hand right now. It was just, bouncing off of like her throat basically. And I'm just like listening. I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized, oh my God, for the two years that she was with this guy, she never expressed herself authentically. And that was where the pain was coming from, that she had not expressed her truth for years. Wow. And like now she's like, I could literally, it was like literally saying like, we want out. I I want to say who I am. I want to be who I am. I want to express fully. And so, you know, she did. And it's interesting because I saw her a couple weeks later and we were at the bathhouse on East 10th in the mm-hmm. Russian Turkish bathhouse, one of my favorite places. And I turned to her and I'm like, Katie, I know, right? I'm like, Katie, and we were like in like the really steamy room <laughs> in the back. And I was like, I know this is like really freaky and weird for me to tell you this because like you literally just broke up with your boyfriend like less than two weeks ago, but you're about to meet your soulmate. 
I was like, I, I just, I, I feel it now when I was working on you, like when that throat opened that way, I just, like your heart was so open. Like you were so freaking ready. And she's like, don't tell me that. That's like horrible. Why would you say that? And I'm like, I know I'm so sorry, but I'm telling you in 30 days, I swear to you, you guys, I swear to God, she is engaged and she met, re-met the guy that she's mar- like marrying this year within 30 days of us wow. being at that um, sauna bathhouse. And it wasn't because I like proclaimed it. It was because she was ready and that throat chakra was not like, it was so blocked. She wasn't expressing her truth. So like she couldn't be with her soulmate. So that, I don't know mm, if that, yeah, that is so I, cool. It's really, really cool. I, I can like, I screenshot the photo that she sent me of like, oh my God, we got engaged. And like, I will never forget that day in the steam room. Yeah. Like oh I, will, I will never forget it because, you know, mm. also sharing that with somebody is very vulnerable. Like, I, you know, Super scary to say something so bold. I, I don't feel like I'm a psychic. So it's like, oh gosh, you know, totally. this is really strong. I have to tell her, but this is pretty bold. Mm. So she re-met him. Was she dating him before? She had, um, at the time, she, he was a yoga teacher and he met her through a mutual friend. And I guess um, our mutual friend, like a couple days later had said, you know, something about that guy. And my friend Katie said, hey, what's up with Dominic? Like, maybe I should meet him, like see him again. Maybe we should go out for coffee or something. Like, I guess she just like randomly thought of him after our friend mentioned him. They go out to coffee and it was literally like, that was it. Like they were together basically after coffee. And I think she had met him like a year before and she was probably in a relationship or something and it was more casual. And That's so interesting. Yeah. Whoa. Because I had met Justin. <laughs> Let's bring this back to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's just interesting because I'm thinking about, I had met Justin when I was in college Mm -hmm. one time. Um, I was a sophomore, he was a junior. And um, then again, four years later. So it was like, I remember my psychic that like literally predicted my life today, Janet. She moved from Chicago. I don't know where she is. Um, But she said, she's like, you've already met your soulmate. And that was before I was with Justin. And I was like, no, I haven't. Like, I know I'd be with him, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But I bet you at the time, like I was probably blocked in some ways and had obviously had to like go through growth. But like, that is so interesting. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, that was a great lesson for me too on so many levels. Just, but it just really, it, it also kind of goes back to like this idea of how each chakra is interconnected, but also like plays its own role. Yeah. Because, you know, your heart can be wide open, but if you're not expressing your truth, if you're not like really speaking from a place of authenticity of like who you are, then you can't really do anything with that open heart chakra. Totally. <laughs> My throat is like feeling it talking about this. Mm. Yeah. What, what are, how, what are the, not symptoms, but what are um, the characteristics of other chakral blocks. Mm. Um, So like crown, third eye, what does that look and feel like? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, There's just so many. I know, I'm sure. But maybe ones that you you see most most often. You should. We're proclaiming it now. Milana (laughs) still. We'll write it. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm just wondering. Our our listeners. With my chakras open. I know, literally. (laughs) You're just butt-ass naked. I'll, it'll be light beams that will block all yeah, the, yeah, the goodies. <laughs> Actually, that sounds gorgeous. I love will, it. will you guys buy that book? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there. So, one thing I can say is that the chakras are connected to uh, physical 
parts of our body, right? Mm -hmm. So like the heart chakra is literally also connected to the heart, the physical heart. Um, And all of these are um, interconnected with your other bodies. So you actually were asking about like the auric field and like how that works. So like you have the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, and then the spiritual body. So it kind of, it goes in those layers. And when we work on the energy, sometimes I could be literally as far out from here working on you, or I could literally be touching you because maybe your physical body is in need of that. So, um, so it's all kind of like interlayered as well. Mm. So, um, I guess we could start with with the root. So the root is connected to your sexual organs as as well as, you know, your sacral as well. But um, it could be everything from if you can't seem to find a house, like if you keep moving. Like I had a client that was living between Jamaica and New York and she could like net and she was super successful. There was no reason, like it wasn't like she didn't have money to go and like settle down. She just like could never stay in one place. Like there would be like a new opportunity and she'd like have to go back to Jamaica. And she's feeling super ungrounded and just like really wanted to be in a relationship, but just never could like even have sex because it was just constantly moving, mm. constantly ungroundedness. And this was a symptom of her root chakra being out of alignment. And so we worked on her root chakra and literally within a couple of days, she went back to Jamaica and ended up staying in Jamaica for like a six month stint, which for her was a really big deal. And while she was there, she met a man. So that like, that is just an example. That's like a real world example of someone who, who was not connected also to the earth. She had no ground connection. Mm. And so she was kind of just floating everywhere. And what's really interesting about that, like in the universe, it was like really legitimate things came up, you know, like, oh, now we need you in London. Oh, now we actually need to come to Nairobi. And like, of course I'm going to say yes to that. I'm going to go there now, you know, but she didn't want that. That, That didn't feel good to her. It can also come in the form of, you know, just like not having your basic survival needs met where you just feel like, oh man, like I just can't seem to get like my life together, like what's going on? And that can come from like an ungroundedness or like um, having that center out of alignment. It can also be a physical thing where maybe you have, um, you know, physical ailments in your your reproductive organs. Again, this kind of layers into your sacral chakra as well. But um, so that's that's your root. And then, and then your sacral has um, more to do with like your creativity and and what's interesting for both men and women is this is actually like the space of where you're holding your most creative power, which is the ability to have a child, right? Or to make babies. Mm-hmm. So cool. I find that, you know, I'm actually teaching at Yeah Field Trip with Biet in like Same. two weeks. Same. Oh, we're sh- going to be there. We're going and speaking oh too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, we're going to have so much fun. We're I'm whipping so towels around. Pumped. Oh my God. And we're going to get so many amazing pictures because there's so many wait. amazing photographers yes. there. I know. So I'm I super about excited so about this because like, this is like, everybody's there to be creative. Mm-hmm. And so I teach about the sacral chakra essentially at this particular conference or field trip because people are coming to be creative and to open up more creative channels and energy healing is essential if that's something that you feel blocked in. Mm. And so when you feel like, you know, God, I just can't seem to like get this book done or I feel like the ideas, not not necessarily ideas, but more of like the, the, my creativity is just like stifled. A lot of times, and again, this is all interconnected, but a lot of times your creative center, your sacral is blocked. And it can also be like your 
overly sexual, if you like are having a lot of unhealthy sex or if you're having a mm. lot of, you know, physical stimulation, that could also be an imbalance in that center too, where you're like mm. constantly just trying to go and create, create, create. It could sometimes get to an unhealthy place as well. And so it's kind of just looking at the nuance of that because when you're really uh, vibrant and, and balanced in your sacral you start to really open up to a really beautiful sexual experience and and can have more consistency consistency in your sex life and and having more pleasurable deeper experiences that are meaningful and sacral not root so and this is interesting cuz i personally have experienced this in a way that i haven't necessarily heard everybody explain it in books mm-hmm. i consider the sexual when it comes to the root being more like the carnal sex of like the basic needs right? Mm. And I feel like when you come up into this chakra system, each time we're kind of going to new levels of higher consciousness. So when we're, when we're coming from um, a sacral that is open and a root that is open, that's when we're having sex that is also like deeper and more meaningful. Mm. That, that that's sense. how I've experienced it. Yeah. I'm curious what everybody out there has. I've never had sex, so. Oh, well, good for you. <laughs> I'm sure you have other things that first work time. there. <laughs> Hey, there's people out there that haven't. And for those who haven't, Respect. actually. Is that an know, imbalance? It's, no. Oh, okay. That, that's a really good question. But it can be if you're not expressing yourself creatively. So if you're not having sex and it's not, con- and it's not conscious sex, you really need to be mindful about making sure that that energy in your lower chakras is really flowing in a healthy and supportive way. Mm. But that's a kind of a given, right? I mean, anyways. But I mean, to be honest, like sex can be a really beautiful, pleasurable access point for creativity. Absolutely. You know, and for releasing creative energy. Wow. And working in that. I guess I could keep going, but I don't know. I feel like, is that, is this too much? No, No, this is what we want. This is what our listeners want. This is what we want. Okay. This is amazing. Okay. I know it seems like, you know, nitty gritty for you, but this is like, I have no idea. Okay, good. Um, So you come up to the, to the solar plexus, which for me is one of my favorite ones to work on because, um, you know, on a surface level, the solar plexus can look like ego and like confidence. And I feel like self-confidence is so important and having a balanced and healthy ego because the ego is never going away as long as you're in this body mm. is important. But to me, actually, like the, the central sun of your body, which is your solar plexus, is bright yellow, like fiery space in your energy field is more about coming from a place of like, just absolute no knowing of self and knowing exactly like what you came here to do and you're totally in alignment with it. You're totally on purpose. You're totally grounded and centered in who you are. And I just can't, like to me, that is one of the most beautiful things to see in a person, right? Because you're just kind of on fire and you're in purpose and you're at least, no matter what, if your other shit is off whack, you're at least mm-hmm. like, you know where you're headed, you know? Totally. Yeah. So to me, I really love to work in that space. And it's been really interesting, especially when experiencing that over time with a lot of different people or in like a group setting, you can kind of pick up on like certain themes in certain times of year or like... um and when certain like things are happening in the world or in the universe, you kind of pick up on like where this might come up as more of like a theme amongst people. And I, I personally find that this is something that like consciousness is really working in right now, like really being in purpose, centered in a place of knowing self in a really um, deep way, right? And then, and then it can be then perceived as like confidence, but it, it goes way beyond that. And so when that's off balance, right? 
we actually see people kind of hunched and protective of that space. And that's when people are kind of small. And that then kind of, I mean, did you kind of even just feel the way that I like changed when I did that? Mm -hmm. Like your energy field even shrinks, but like when your central sun is off whack and your solar plexus is like not vibrant, you kind of start to fold into yourself. And what can also come from that can be like shortness of breath, digestive issues, which can also be connected to your sacral as well because they're all interlayered. Mm-hmm. Um, it can also just be related to um, not being able to really digest your food and not really mm. being able to digest your life, mm. <laughs> ironically. Yeah. So um, th- that's something to really look at. But even just like you can just on a physical level, you can kind of see when someone is not really fully expressed in their solar plexus when they walk into a room and they're kind of just like this. I mean, it's very easy as opposed to when someone walks in the room and they're high, they're open, their shoulders are back and their solar plexus just like, you know. So that's something that's really interesting because if you can just pick up on that in yourself and you just kind of notice like, hmm, I'm a little hunched today and I'm like kind of protective of the space, then that can kind of be a little reminder that, okay, maybe maybe I could open up my solar plexus. And that's something you can do mentally and you can work with your own energy field with your hands and your intention that you want to open up that space and you want to tap into your your true self. Mm. Um, then you come up to the heart, which is expressed in green in most like chakra charts, mm-hmm. but it is also pink in the upper heart. Mm. And as I experienced it with, with the... Um, with the main heart chakra is that this is really coming from obviously like from your heart space. So being led with your heart. So really tapping into and listening to your heart, following your heart's guidance, um, expressing from a, from a a heart-based place. But when it like is really off whack, when we go really far down the line of not doing that and not being open in that center, that's when you start to have heart problems. And, you know, I have an ex-boyfriend who I I love very much and we are still very cool and close. And he had that for a long time. And his heart was physically in such a bad place as a young guy. He was convinced this is a physical thing and we need to look at this as a physical thing. You know, as as his girlfriend, it was like, you can only say so much sometimes, right? It's like, it's not really just a physical thing, but it's your heart. So we got to like- I need to like leave YouTubes up on his screen and be like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's weird. so weird. Maybe I should look at it. But yeah, it was definitely like that. And I, I remember his heart being, we were in the hospital every week for months because his heart really did have arrhythmia and he really was having really scary experiences. And so I knew, okay, this is definitely coming from an energetic space first that has been prolonged, hasn't been worked through, a place of not expressing his heart's desires, not living like definitely connected to his heart, a good person, but not living from like his heart's needs to express, right? Which is different than like using your voice. And it's a little bit subtly different. Again, all Mm -hmm. this is inner, like working together, but it's a little bit different than like living on purpose. It's like just coming from a more heartful place of, does this make sense? It makes complete sense. So what did you do? Did you help heal? So I basically begged him. I said, if you're not going to, if you're not going to let me work on your energy, like before you get surgery, because he was actually going to get surgery. It was about a week before. I was like, please go see an energy healer. I totally get it if you don't want to see me. And it may not even work because we're just like so enmeshed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally (laughs) so true. Yeah. But, But please go see someone. And he found this woman that he Googled named Caitlin who is my healer to this day. Really? Um, and 
he like found her like on the third page of like Google search. And I remember he came to me. He's like, so I like prepaid for this healer for my heart. And it was like, I don't know, it was like 86 bucks. I figured like, why not just prepay it? And I was kind of, at first I was actually like, oh, you just like randomly found this woman who's in the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but you won't go to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. <laughs> but Caitlin, I mean, she worked on him. Via phone? Over the phone from the UK. And really, she, I, I was in the house when she worked on him. He had arrhythmia for three months straight and it was really bad. Like could barely work, all of that. We were literally in the hospital all the time. She worked on him. Three hours later, he came up, he like got out of bed and was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like freaking like, oh my God, what is your heart like yeah. in a bad place again? We, and I come over and he's like, feel my heart. And I went and felt his heart. And it was back to a normal rhythm for the first time in months. And this was three hours she did after she did healing on him. So that's really interesting. He didn't get the surgery. Thank what? God. He didn't. He didn't because when he went back to the doctor, they said he didn't need it. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. So, um, you know, so and what years later. for the bags done. under my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Look what it's doing for hearts. What about my eyes? That's crazy though. I mean... Holy moly, that's amazing. So I don't mm. I don't want to like, you know, for anybody oh, yeah. who's listening who who we're has a heart condition, yeah. yes, like go see a doctor. We're go not see doctors. a doctor, we're not doctors, all of that. But I have to also just throw in that that conversation that please also go see energy healers. Wow. Yes. Please work with someone from an energetic perspective. Mm. And I've talked about this in a lot of my talks, and I can't tell you how many people have come up to me and said, I have a heart condition. I never considered this. I'm gonna start with that route. Or and I'm going and or do it in tandem with what I'm doing with my doctor. And I'm telling you, you guys, in tandem, in tandem, yeah, huge results will be seen. My mom did Reiki when she was sick, and she like it changed everything. Yeah, I really think if someone is like dealing with, especially like a long term, yes, feeling like illness or disease, to have that in tandem like makes just the experience itself, you know having to deal with something so new and challenging, I think that takes care. It almost like holds you. Totally. Like that side of it, the holistic oh, side it of it. Oh, feels so good like it's that like, too. Oh, like yeah. just hold me while I go through totally these tests and this chemo and this whatever. It's like, it's holding you through that. Yeah, Totally. So I love that you said it like that because that's totally how I've experienced it too. And you know, it's interesting, um, like prolonged physical issues where we, you know, we if you have cancer or, or some, you know, disease of some sort, um, you know, all the sages, all the masters always say that by the time it gets to a physical place, this is where it's been for a while. And it's mm. like, hey, all right, you know what? Yeah, you didn't hear this. So you hard. didn't hear that. Like you didn't want to get out of that marriage 15 years ago. Like now. So hard. You, like you got to get out. Yeah. Because we can't take it anymore. As in like the energies, right? Like the, of your energetic field. Like we have had enough of like being unacknowledged like both by your partner and by you. So we're going to send you this physical ailment so that you wake the fuck up. Mm. I don't know if I can say that. Am I allowed yep. to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We've oh, already yeah, dropped some okay, yeah. bombs. So that's really interesting by the time. And, and you know, that's really hard for us because I've had physical ailments that are really painful and and um, energy healing has really supported and healed me in pretty miraculous ways. And it's hard when you're like, dang, I let this go that long. Like that mm. hurts so bad. Yeah. So just forgive yourself. If yeah. you're one of those people out there that is, this resonates with you, forgive yourself mm. that this was the process that you needed and that you took the time that you needed to get to a larger realization and that it's not too late. 
Mm. Even though it's been fully expressed in the physical, it's not too late. So you can use energy healing to support Mm -hmm. you and it will will do that. Justin's mom's a Reiki master too. Oh, that's awesome. Was there levels? Yes, there are three levels. And I should say, I'm not technically a Reiki master. After Reiki 2, I stopped training. And it was just one of those things where I just felt like, I don't know. She's she's a Reiki master. I don't know. I didn't know there was levels. So shout out. Yes, three levels. Um, But she does... to cancer, pa- cancer patients. He volunteers at the hospital and like gives Reiki to cancer patients. And that's like My part of like what she thing. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's is amazing. Like, so for, so do you know, is Caitlin still teaching? Is she? Yeah. Or does she work? Yeah. She works I, I actually need to find like, what is Caitlin's website? <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. Shout out. Caitlin definitely. is not a joke. And she actually taught with me at Soho House this past summer. And we had oh, cool. um, an amazing, this woman has literally made people walk again. I am. I've never. I've never done such things before. I How mean, does it's that pretty. Wow. Be a phone. So you know, I. It's funny. A lot of times, people really want to have healing in person because it just feels like I can see you, I can feel you, and right. so that makes it more real. But you don't have to be in the same room with someone to really? do energy healing. Yeah. It, it's. It's completely. Universal. Do they need a picture? Do they need a, no. anything? No. Um, I, I actually met Caitlin for the first time in person after she had done multiple healings on me and my loved ones for over two years. And um, Caitlin Walsh is her name. Caitlin Walsh. Caitlin, Caitlin the healer, but it's C, C-A-I-T-I-N or L-I-N. She's amazing. And, and really like the real deal. And wow, that's crazy. Oh no, it's fine. And um, she, she, she does everything from a distance unless you're with her in Northern England. And you you would think that she's in the room. I mean, it's actually more powerful, I think, because you're like, what is going on? I remember the first time she did it on me, I felt like kind of like this squeezing on my arm. And I literally was like praying. I'm like, God, like, is this okay? Like, I'd I'd never experienced something so strong from a thousand miles away. And that's just, you know, this energy healing is universal. So you don't have to be in the same room. You don't have to be on the same continent. You can still receive it. But the, 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 most important part about this is that you have to be open to it. If you're not open to it, you can't receive. You don't even have to believe in it. Something I tell people a lot. You don't have to believe. Just be open. And then you'll receive and you'll experience it. And then the science and the literature, you can throw that out the window because you experienced what you experienced. You don't have to Mm -hmm. like get it. Wow. You know? Um, I guess I'll finish the chakras. Yeah, (laughs) I would love that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So the upper oh. heart um, is is expressed as like a, a millennial pink. Oh, <laughs> I just like bought rose. a preset on Lightroom called yeah. Millennial Pink. <laughs> and I think it's really interesting that that has been like our generation's like color. So fucking why is true. It, why is it interesting? It's all about self-love. Mm. Good one, sis. And yeah. just like self-forgiveness and self... Mm. I mean, our generation is very much about self, right? Like we totally are. It's just how it is. But that also can come from a very healthy place because I think the millennial generation is saying, like, I need to be good first so that I can go and help other people be good, right? Like, and I don't mean like good, like well-behaved. I mean, like, I got to be like good with my life, Mm. right? Good with myself. And so that that's really what this this space I'm like touching my clavicle right now. It's just mm. just above the actual physical heart space, and it's like a light pink. It's that it's that rose quartz pink, mm-hmm. and um, it's a hundred block, almost thirty brand pink. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Yeah, and and that's really interesting. And there's a little nuance to that because when when we're talking about like that slight difference in the heart space, it's all connected, obviously. But when we talk about like the self love, I, I find that that's expressed through self forgiveness more than mm. anything. Mm. 
like just really letting yourself be where you are and really getting to a place where you actually like love yourself and where you are. And that I find can be the most challenging thing for us right now because we just have so, all of us have so much scrutiny from social media to just like all the simulation. So that it has been a big theme I've seen. And then hence like pink is everywhere. Yeah. And then you go up to the throat chakra, which has been, I mean, gosh, right now, I think especially women, and I don't mean to like be cliche, but I think right now, like our throat chakras are blasting open. We are all about speaking Mm -hmm. our truth right now. And that's just, I mean, I think it's just, it's been long in coming. Probably a few generations, more than a few generations of like this heart, or excuse me, throat chakra needs to be expressed. So I think finally that's a space where I'm not really seeing that much um, blockages with clients that I'm working with or people that I experience um, healing with. And then that can also be connected to um, even just like your jaw and your ear space and just like just your phys- on a physical level like if you are having sore throats or like a lot of times like when people are, are clearing that they're like coughing a lot and they like they might have you know it's like a lot of phlegm or whatever that's just that's it could be imbalanced or if you're releasing right to, to clear that space to- I experienced that when I was living in New York yeah oh, and I had um, I have vocal notes so they'll always be there a little bit but I've healed them for the most part but in New York, I felt like one, I was dealing with, I was in a relationship that I wanted to get out of, but I didn't know the right time. So I was kind of acting out and um, just, I was bartending late at night, sucking my soul. You know, it was really hard. So I wasn't necessarily um, doing what I wanted to do and saying what I wanted to say, especially to my boyfriend at the time. So my vocal notes were they formed then for sure. Um, and wow. then when I started teaching Soul Cycle in New York, I lost my voice almost right away. Wow. So I, I, I would lose my voice once a week. Even when we started the podcast, I would have this like raspy voice and everyone's like, oh, I love your voice. I'm like, no, this is actually telling me so much like mm-hmm. that I'm really so amazing. You know what I mean? That. But I didn't know about my throat chakra. And then Krista gave me um uh lapis, lapis or la- lapis. Lapis? Yeah. Yeah. lapis. Which is great. <laughs> I love I'm when French. she says it in French. <laughs> love French. Yes. <laughs> the lapis, the blue lapis. So I would sleep with it on my throat every night. Oh, that was such a nice gift. Yeah, That's a real beautiful. friend right there. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, she she brought me Well in. it was crazy. Like I mean we would have times where we couldn't record. You know, because her voice would be so bad. And it was crazy because when I met her, I didn't know that she sang. She was like, yeah, I sing. I'm like, okay. You know, like, I'm like, okay. And, you know, people are like, I sing, but Lindsay's got a voice. And so it's been cool too to like see her heal her throat and now she can sing again, like in the way that she... she More so, it's just like, I feel like myself again. So singing was a part of me at some point. And, you know, speaking my truth and being really comfortable in where I am, not having to like wonder like, oh, is he going to think that I'm too much or weird when I say that? It's really been over the last five years since I ended that relationship literally getting back my voice and opening up. So Oh, I love that. Right? And too with soul, it was hard too. You'd have classes and she couldn't I couldn't speak. Couldn't yeah. speak. She had to ha- mm-hmm. she had to literally be in class like trying to not talk. Mm-hmm. You know, as a oh. teacher. Like it was like so crazy. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, I, I really believe that that's... Yeah. And I'm sure the timing of this podcast and when you guys started had to have had something to do with that. Because oh, then it's like mm-hmm. then you were transitioning into speaking your truth. Totally. That is so cool. That's I mean that's 
literally that's the perfect example right there mm-hmm. of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for anyone who who does still feel like they are not open in their in their voice and sharing, I, I would just say as simple as using a crystal. I mean, on any of the chakras, it really is. It's bringing like, like love and attention. Yeah. I felt like I was like, oh, I should definitely like give this some love. Yeah. You know, instead of being so sad and frustrated. Totally. Because then I would like... And I would get TMJ and I would like, you know, it was all connected. Totally. I would go to go into an audition room and not be on my voice. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'd totally. be like, wait, who was that? Yeah. Totally. That just walked in that room. Totally. So to really, yes, simply putting a crystal on it to bring attention and love to that space. Yeah, and I I tell people it's like even if you want to just treat it as a placebo effect, yeah, a hundred percent, like yes, whether you believe in crystals or not, like I say that too, just totally. throw it on there because then it reminds you that oh, this is what I'm working on, mm-hmm. this is where I'm, this is where I'd like to move, yes, forward. That's so cool. And so then you got the third eye, and I, mm. I love the third eye because um, I think this is something that people are really starting to open up to in terms of being able to see beyond the physical layer, mm. and I really like to get people to get a little bit more mystical. Like I like to kind of push people off the mystical cliff. And <laughs> and the third eye is a really good place to start because a lot of times we'll perceive things that are not physical and we'll write them off and we'll say, oh no, I didn't see that. Or it's something as subtle as, you know, let's say you're walking down the street and you really don't have a particular way that you need to go to work. Let's say you live in New York, you don't really have a particular way. And you just kind of like have this like perception that like maybe like taking a right looks brighter. Maybe you don't even really recognize that's what it is, but you kind of like just want to go that direction. But maybe that direction is like, maybe the right, taking a right is like longer. And then you're like, oh, that's the long way. I'm going to just go left. Well, what the third eye is actually trying to say is like, go right because that's your where your business partner is waiting for you and you're going to bump into them Mm. around the corner or whatever, Mm. right? Or that's when you're going to like find a $100 bill under the trash can or whatever, you know? And so when, when, when your third eye is open, that's when you're really in a space of acknowledging what is beyond the physical level of perception. And it's really fun because that's kind of where life opens up, I find. Like that's where obviously you want you want your whole chakra system to be open and free-flowing to really be in the flow. But I find that when you really pay attention to that perception of seeing beyond the physical realm, that's when like really magical things start to happen because you allow yourself to accept that, that, that it's there, that it's coming mm. to you and you can see it. So when you can kind of open up to actually seeing things that might be unrealistic or whatever. Mm, what could you know? someone do to open up? I can feel up? my blink. It's cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, I she's feel like it. Really... I can feel it blink sometimes. That's like, awesome. I don't know when. It'll be sometimes that are special and sometimes that are not, but it's like, sometimes it's just really slow. It feels like just like a big, it feels like blinking. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh. Well, I love <laughs> that as a visualization. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really to open up your third eye. You can just start spending time meditating on mm-hmm. seeing an eye there that's opening. Mm. And maybe like, maybe you even perceive that maybe the eye has been closed and like maybe it's like a little crusty and like mm-hmm. has sleep in it. And you know, it's like, <laughs> but like it's cute. can just start yeah. to just visualize. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, then you're literally using it because mm-hmm. you're perceiving with your third eye when mm. you start to, when you start to have mental projections of seeing things the way that you want to see them, you're proactively using your third eye because mm-hmm. we're all oh, I love projecting that. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are always thinking and creating and making our reality. So 
third eye activations where you're starting to project on purpose is when you start to create things that you actually want. Projecting on purpose. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Um, And that can also, when it's out of balance, you can have headaches, migraines, Mm. um, not being able to see bigger pictures, like not being able to really see things. um, Like maybe there's signs that someone is not right for you and you just can't really kind of just blocked from being able to see like what's kind of in your face because you're not able to see what's Mm. beyond like the physical oh they're being nice to me though or you know Mm -hmm. that can also be related to like your gut feeling right that can also be connected to that but it's interesting when that's closed how people kind of are just a little bit disconnected from like that extra layer Mm -hmm. of what's physically seen Mm. and then you've got your to finish off the seven main chakras you've got your Mm. crown and I just love connecting to the crown because that's the highest level of connection in terms of the hierarchy of the Maslow hierarchy of needs, because this is like when you connect into universal source and that's when you get out of your head and out of this place of thinking that your mind can answer all of your problems and you tap into where there's only solutions and you tap into this, this space where everything is all worked out. Everything Mm -hmm. is all good. Everything already is. And you can really start to hear from source, your creator, whatever it is that is that you consider greater than yourself, greater than your mental capacity. When you're open in your crown chakra, that's when you start to get information. That's when you can get like dreams that tell you things. Yeah. That's when you can really like just like, you know, hear from your ancestors or start to perceive like deeper meaning of of what you're doing because you're kind of getting like these downloads or some people, you know, write entire books because they... Wow get a download mm-hmm. in there and their sacrals open. So they're just like, I just mm-hmm. got, a, you know, you hear people, I got a total download and I started a business and just came to me. That's wow. being open to universal flow. So obviously there's lots of nuance in all of this. All of this is interconnected. There's, they all kind of interplay together. It's interesting to see when certain things are open and certain things are closed, how that plays out in someone's life. I don't know how many combinations can come out of seven, (laughs) but you can imagine it's like at least thousands. So true. Yeah. So there's just so many interesting dynamics of like what happens when, you know, your throat chakra is closed and your root chakra is closed, but everything else is open. And there's also many different layers of what can happen. You can have it open or closed. You can have it working at full capacity Mm because sometimes it's like open, but it's not super bright and super um, just like, working at its fullest power. Mm -hmm. And it also can be in clockwise or counterclockwise position. And if it's counterclockwise, that's also imbalanced. That's where it's like, um, it's just kind of like, it's it's working backwards and it's working actually like against you. So you want to have your chakras open, working at 100%, their full capacity, fully bright and uh, clockwise. Wow. What are the chances that someone's working at that capacity? I mean, I would say, you know, in a room of 70 at Summit, it's like maybe one person sometimes, wow. but it happens and and we can all get there. And, right. and there can be little things that can then throw that off. You know, you'd be surprised. How quickly does, does it happen? I mean, I find when we do a session, you'll be in a good place for days, yeah, right? That's what I felt like. Because you're totally mm. open. You've got, yeah, everything's working at 100% and in clockwise position as it should be and all that, your natural state. But you could literally then get a phone call from your mom and then your whole heart chakra yeah. just closes down. I mean, you know- And how quickly like, can it come like, back? 
it's really about maintenance. Maintenance, yeah. Wow. So I always say, you know, and for me, it's like sometimes I can't go and see an energy healer every day or every week or whatever, you know, and, and actually I probably need to go more now that I have mm. been like really working more. I need to go more myself. But what I do do multiple times a day is I lay hands on myself. I lay crystals on myself. I'm clearing myself because, you know, I can feel like even this morning, it's like, oh gosh, I'm having a hard time like catching my breath. I'm uh, you know, oh, yeah. like, let me this I always, this up. Going yeah. real <laughs> I always wonder that feeling of not being able to take a deep breath. Oh, I know what you mean. Like when does that, I try to track when that comes and what that, you know what I mean? Like really feeling like, oh, that was a nice breath. Yeah. Like where it's kind of shallow and I try to go like into the, you know, expanding the diaphragm, but I still can't catch that deep breath. So that's interesting. That's that definitely uh, still to this day with all the work that I constantly do. Yeah. I still have that as like one of the things that I am working through. And and I think from what I understand from my own experience and working with other people through that, we all have our own reasons why. For me, I find that it's because I've let thoughts and beliefs get away with me where I'm like not hearing the chatter anymore. Like I've had like enough habitual negative or like mm. self-limiting beliefs and thoughts that are kind of like running away. And that's when I find I start to get pain in my shoulder, my left shoulder specifically. And I get a little bit of like a tightness in my mm. like solar plexus because they're usually self-limiting beliefs that are completely not true for me. And, so and I find that when I start to get a little shallow in my breath, I'm like, ooh, whoa. I'm like not even thinking about those thoughts that I'm thinking. Like, wh- what? Where am I limiting myself? What am I believing that's not true about who I am? Mm. So for that's for me what that is. But I, I think there could be other things where maybe people feel unsafe, and so they're starting to shut down like their core energy. And you know, there's just so many things. I think the thing to do is really when you feel breathless or or feel anything that doesn't feel good in your physical body, ask, "What is this? Mm-hmm. What's going on?" Yeah, absolutely. And just listen until you hear the answer. I completely Do you ever have angels come through? Do you work with angels at all? Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I I do I do work with angels and I and I kind of get shy about talking about it because it's so, it's kind of out there. No, it's no really, not at all. Okay. My angels Raziel right here. Oh, Zodkael is one of my favorites. Oh, cool. Yeah, I work with Zodkael a lot and Metatron a lot. Metatron. And I think mm. Archangel Michael is really, really powerful, yep. um, especially Archangel Michael when you know he's got that big sword. And sometimes when you need to like cut through the BS or like protect, sometimes he's a really good one to call in mm-hmm. if there's energies that are just dark and not. That's why I always call. Michael. Yeah. I always have dreams and I always have dreams with bad dreams with like spirits or whatever. And I always am calling on Michael in my dreams to like help me. Oh, in your dreams? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's great. Well, it's cool. It's amazing. It's cool that it's, well, it's now a tool that I'm doing now because for a long time I had bad spirits or bad dreams with ghosts like my whole life. Mm -hmm. So I've always had bad dreams. So now it's nice that I can call Michael in my dreams. And I feel like now mm -hmm. I'm kind of using my power in my dreams. So amazing. Which is cool. But I still want to get to a point where I'm not having spirits in my dreams. Yeah. But yeah, now it's nice that I know Michael because of Justin's mom. Because when she heals, now she's an angel healer too. Oh, amazing. Because she's like, she realized angels were working through her, you know. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Mm. I really, I call in the angels whenever I do anything Mm. at all, really. And, um, and I do a lot of angel meditations, like through YouTube. I listen to this um, Mm. woman named Roz Place and she like works with all of the um, angels. And I I actually listened to one this morning with Zadkael and I've had some 
very trippy experiences after where I'm like, whoa, I definitely felt Zodkale in the room and and had an amazing experience after. The Angels is where you get trippy. Yeah. I feel like when I started with Angels, because of Justin's mom, shit started to get weird. Yeah. In the best way. Yeah, because they 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 have a personality. Each one of them has a personality and they like to play. They're playful. And so mm. they will do like little things to show you that they're there. Yep. And they'll like play with lights or they'll play, you know, with like music. Yep. Um, they they once you open up that door, they will definitely like play with you. And yep. it's always loving and like light, right? So you don't have to worry about crazy, uncomfortable mean stuff. It's always just like light. And I find that they all have their own personalities. And it's really interesting to kind of find what those personalities are and how they interact. And I think, you know, sometimes people will say, well, how do you know like that voice? Like if it's a voice that is of an angel or if it's like something else. And I just always say, it's like, it's always on the affirmative. The angels and the universal light source, they never, like they don't say never. Like they, they don't say don't. Mm-hmm. It's like always like this way of speaking to the affirmative. Mm. Everything is Affirming like- Affirming what you're doing. Yeah, everything yeah. is like how things are good and how things are going well. It's never how things were or how things aren't. Mm-hmm. So if you hear things like you're not, even if it sounds positive, like you're not, you're not a bad person. Like that's probably just you talking to yourself, right? Mm. But when you start to hear things like you are light, like that's, ooh, ooh, that's something. That's like, that sounds nice. Where is that coming from? It's coming from a higher, lighter source. Mm. And so that that's always a really good way for me because I definitely will get some energies. I pretty much tend to have mostly light energies that speak to me. It's very rare that it's dark. But sometimes like even like the neutral energies like don't feel as great because I'm used to like rocking with some angels, you know? Mm. So I'm like, the like the the neutral, like, you know, just like, you know, random family member hanging out maybe from like, <laughs> you know, two generations you ago. Sometimes yeah. it's like, Damn. it's like, it's like cool. It's like, you know. Hey. Yeah. It's like maybe some ancestral stuff. Wow. Do they talk to you? Definitely. Wow. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I've, I've actually recently um, started to hear more when I'm working with people um, from their loved ones that have passed. And it's been actually very uncomfortable for me because wow. um, it's new for mm. me. And I, I actually just a couple, was it like two weeks ago, someone's dad came through and um, I knew her dad had passed, but I definitely felt him in the room and he was telling me to tell her things. And I actually said to him, like in my spirit, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable telling her that you're here. Cause I don't really, I've never worked with her like this before. You need to talk to her and then I will confirm it. So I said, I could definitely feel that she was going in deep. Mm. And so I said to her, what, what's going on right now? Talk to me. She goes, it's so weird. I just feel like my dad's in the room. And I was like, okay, your dad's here. And this is what he said. And, you know, oh, and I'm, yeah. so then I had the permission to go in, but I, could, I was like, I'm not about to tell this woman that I've never worked with that her dad is here. Cause I just, I'm not, I'm not that, not, not that trained in that department yet. Yeah. <laughs> How interesting that you are like that vessel for, you know what I mean? Like, do you, would you want to? Yeah. Like, would you want to go there? Or is that something that you're not? I think I've made a soul contract before I got here that I'm only going to be working with the light. Like whenever I've had any darker energies come in, I'm like, nope, not talking to you. I don't even care what your name is. I don't, not interested. So you just feel it. You're like, sometimes I'll feel like I've, I've worked with some people where there's been some energies and I'm like, I'm not even doing some shamanic shit with you. You're out. Like I'm just shining light. And I, I'm not talking to you. I don't want to know what your name is. I don't know mm-hmm. nothing. Totally. 
some shaman can work with that. I'm not working with that. So what would a shaman do? Like put them to rest or like send them to the other side? You know, that stuff, honestly, I'm, I just don't even study it. I can't I don't even not, know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I personally, I don't feel like that is where my focus is yeah, in this right. lifetime, at least for now. And so I haven't even really studied shamanic work now. I definitely will help people pull out negative things or like help them, um, you know, move things that are, you know, not of the light out of them. And, but I use light to do that. So, and sometimes that's actually a slower process to be fair. Sometimes just shining light takes a little bit longer than like going in and just like extracting the, the, the icky shit, mm. you know? So like if someone's really working on something that's really dark and there's like a lot of ancestral negativity that is really attacking them spiritually, I would I would go see a shaman that specifically works in that first right. personally because most Reiki healers are focusing on bringing the Reiki light into you and helping you open it up that way. And that can sometimes take more sessions that, or, or someone's really powerful. It's just like a different way of working. Mm. Um, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure people have different opinions about this because to be honest, sham, shamanic work is not, not my uh, expertise. Mm. But I can say there have been some times where there's one time in particular, I, I will never forget where there was a super dark energy in the room and it was like talking to me super negatively, like in my mind's eye, like telling me that the Reiki was going to hurt this person. <gasps> and I, when, that, when that came, because I could feel the energy, I was like, oof, there's a really like icky energy. I'm just going to stay here. I'm just gonna, and I called in the angels. I called in Michael. Right, Michael. I was like, I'm just going to stay here okay. and just keep shining the light. And then I heard, you're hurting her with the Reiki. And, I, and it was actually you're hurting the baby because she was trying to get pregnant. And when I heard that, I was like, that is evil because mm. Reiki, oh, I just got Reiki does not hurt. Reiki is only the light, mm. only the light. So I was like, no, I know, I know that's not right. So I was I'm like, getting chills. Whatever that is, you're not welcome. You're not welcome here. This, this is only the light. That's all that I work in. That's the only thing that works through me in this healing. So whatever you are, depart from, from this room. And it did. But that was a really crazy experience because I had never experienced that, um, that thing. And so that even like from a, from a less like scary spooky, yeah. if you ever like hear this voice of like, you know, you're hurting someone when you're like, and obviously this is not to take away from being a conscious and aware of like maybe when you're doing something that might be hurtful. Mm. Obviously we always want to use consciousness, but like, let's say prayer. If you're praying for someone in a light filled way, mm-hmm. if you ever feel or hear something that's like, don't pray for this person or something like that, that is not the light. No, that's not it. When we're working in the light, we're working in the light. And, and obviously you use your consciousness to be aware of how you're using your light. Um, and where you're coming from. Is it coming from a place of self or is it coming from the light? But when you start to get stuff like that, it's like, ooh, no, no, no. That's, mm-hmm. that's not right. Oh, no, honey. Does that make sense? hundred. I wonder if that she had, it was it the person that had something attached to them? She, she had um, a lot of energies around her that were working against her and she'd expressed that to me. So I kind of knew okay. what I was getting into before. Yeah, 100%. But that was really weird because I, I had never experience that ickiness before. And, you know, there's kind of that feeling. And I guess to turn the conversation upward, it's it's just, I think, um, a reminder for me that, you know, there are things out there that are not of the light. 
There are people mm. who have things attached to them that are not of the light. Not, and that's that's something that we don't judge them for because we all we all have things in our field and in ourselves that we're working out. But what's really interesting is I, my personal perspective and philosophy is we just shine light on that. Just shine light. That's love, right? You just shine love. You just shine compassion. Doesn't mean you need to be like hanging out with it. Yeah. You know, like in the Bible, if you look at like the different times that Jesus was... Um, being met with the opponent, aka the devil, he was like just dropping Bible verses on him. Just like, no, dude, it says in the Bible this. Like, and that's just like more light, more light, more light. He wasn't arguing, like, devil, you're stupid. Go mm-hmm. away. It's like, no, God, I am a child of God. And like this is the light, you know? So that's just, I think, in our everyday, that's how we can kind of come against those things by not coming against it and just saying, no, light. Yeah. Wow. I just took that to a whole other place. That was fucking cool. Oh, God. That was so fucking cool. Okay, sorry. So for our girls, if they want to like, you know, do some energy, like energy 101, like this is my sort of like last question. Energy 101, like how could they sort of work? I know, right? I know. (laughs) We literally scratched- Sorry guys, we're gonna we're gonna leave and then move Start to my couch this. and we're gonna do yeah, we're gonna <laughs> some do. girl time. Yeah. So how would they work with their energies to kind of um understand them better or maybe understand where they need healing or what are some things that they could do? I would I would say, you know, spend some time tapping into your own energy field by just meditating on it, spending time with yourself and really just you know, even if it's something that seems kind of out there to you or where you feel like, oh, I haven't been trained. I don't know what, what to do. Just meditate and mm. just say, you know, I, I want to I wanna know my energy. I want to know who I am. I want to I feel to a greater degree so I can have a deeper understanding of myself and start to just meditate on that. And after just a few times of asking, you'll start to get answers and listen. Listen to those answers. Don't write them off. I think it's so easy because we're like, oh, well, that was just like, I don't know, that was weird, you know? No, really listen to what comes up. And you don't have to take everything as like just Mm. the word, but it's just like, okay, that's interesting. I asked myself like, who am I? And I got, I am light. That's interesting that I heard that. Okay, you know? And so I would say that's the first thing because you can't, if you don't, if you're not dialed in to yourself, it's kind of a lost cause. So that's really where you got to start. And obviously Mm. you can have people help you. You can have, you can hire healers and you can have, you know, people help you support you. But to even be able to feel what they're sharing with you, you got to start tapping into your own energy field. And that just comes from a place of inquiry, self-inquiry and listening. And then from there, once you've done that, um, you know, study a, a chakra chart if you're not familiar with the position of your chakras and just start to use your hands in your energy field and just start to scan your body. And just spend time doing that and just set the intention. You don't have to be Reiki certified. Mm. You don't have to, you know, be trained by anyone to just start to feel into your own energy field. So you can just kind of use your hand. You can actually touch your physical body. You can use your hand maybe like like six inches from your field. Mm. I mean, from your physical body and your field. And just kind of start to feel and notice what you feel. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And as I'm doing this, like in my heart space, like I can feel a little tingle in my hand, you know? And just notice that. And then just set the intention. I'd like to, I'd like to send energy to myself right now. I'd like to open up my heart chakra. 
Or if you have maybe some abdomen pains, maybe you, you know, are on your cycle or something and you want to send yourself energy, just start to set that intention. So I, I would say give yourself the benefit of the doubt that you can do those things. Love that. Yeah, that's a good one. And once you practice it, you will see that you are super powerful. Wow. Do you have to be sitting up, laying down, standing up? Doesn't matter. Naked. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Naked, preferable, Naked. but covered <laughs> in coconut oil. <laughs> and crystals are also a really great way. I mean, you know, it's like such a great thing that crystals are so trendy, but it's like it's it's real good stuff. Mm-hmm. And if for any other reason, it's just like it, it's a reminder that that's what your intention is. I mean, that's enough, but um, there's just a way that you can, it can help you um, open up your energy field and, and recalibrate it in kind of a, a passive way. Mm. Just make sure you keep clearing those crystals and keeping them um, you know, in alignment as well. And when a crystal is for you, it will stick around. And when it's not for you anymore, it will just kind of disappear or you'll feel like you need to give it to somebody. So just listen to that too. How do you yeah. clean your crystals? I put my crystals out under the full moon okay. and I also just clear them with my hands. Okay. That's typically what I do more than anything if I don't want to wait. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're like, Ugh. So just set the intention, put them in one hand, put the other hand over, hover it over, and just kind of imagine white light cleansing and clearing it. And when I feel like it's time, I trust that. And I say, okay, okay. I can use it. Wow. Um, this has been amazing. Um, <laughs> so how can our how can our listeners, one, connect with you, but two, in the next you know year upcoming, um, what are you excited about? Uh, personally, professionally. Oh my gosh. Well, I, where can I, they follow you? I, and, like, yeah, follow and you. By the way, I really want to come back someday um, because uh, yeah. we didn't get a chance to talk about my um, wellness official. Oh, oh um, duh. Oh my God. We should have a Milana week. <laughs> honestly. A hundred percent. I have had such a good time with you guys. We'll have a double totally episode done. week. <laughs> yeah. Literally, we'll schedule you in so we can get I the love second it. part done. Of it. I love it. Done. Okay. Because I, I, one of the things I'm actually most excited about, which is such a different expression of who I am is this platform that I'm building right now, which is mm. Wellness Official, which is basically bringing thousands of practitioners into their own stores through a marketplace, kind of similar to like an Etsy meets Airbnb, but for holistic health. So practitioners will be able to book appointments, sell product, promote events, and it's all bookable and buyable on their micro site through the platform. And I'm super excited about this because... Hey, that's incredible. This is like the bigger vision that I have been working through and living into mm-hmm. for about six years now of realizing that if we're going to bring consciousness into the mainstream, we've got to scale it. It's and almost like a, like a mind-body, but like on a deeper, 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 Very, very similar to mind-body online, except that it's um, more of a marketplace that is yes. all interconnected and it's like Whoa. a full-on ecosystem. Whoa. So you'll be able to read articles and, you know, as you read an article, at the, at the bottom of the article, there will be suggestions based off of like your location or your reading of where you might be able to book an appointment or buy a product that is related to whatever article you were reading. And it's really, I mean, you'll be able to communicate with practitioners directly. I'm excited about this because I just, I know so many amazing practitioners, like so many, like, like Caitlin, like the thousands of practitioners I've worked with over the years through my company. And it's really, I just want more people to connect with practitioners because they have major work to bring into this planet. And there is now an ecosystem that will support thousands of people and hopefully at some point millions of people to connect 
to get these resources that they have not been able to find by Googling. And sometimes you don't even know what you need. So to be able to have like deeper resources for education and information and mm. inspiration and then have community and and services, I'm just like It's so clear. Excited. It's so clear yeah. to me what that is going yeah, know, to look like and be like and yeah. to log and to go on to that space. Excellent. Was that a download? Yeah. It's been yeah. oh, that's like a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like seriously, it's crazy because I'm like, if I think definitely. about practitioners like finding you, I'm like, without Summit, I would have never found you. Like, I don't know where I find. Like when you said Caitlin's name, I'm like, cool, word of mouth, but I don't know where to find great healers. Yeah, no idea. I know, and that's and 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 get this, Google. we're in LA. I know. Like, what if we're you're in Healerville, USA? What like mm-hmm. yeah, like what if you're in the middle of I don't know Kentucky yeah. or whatever? I mean, it's like, how do you find that person? It, it's just, it's. It, it's alignment to some extent, right? You got to like set the intention, but like if you don't even know that you got to set the intention, like what do you do? Yeah. So I'm so excited about it because there, wow. I mean, there are so many people who are looking for practitioners, looking for the resources, but also there's so many practitioners who want to be able to serve more people so they can live mm. their life's passion and purpose. And they have to like, you know, they're like, oh, well, I have to, I'm a lawyer, but really I speak to angels and I don't really tell anybody that because I got to make money being a yeah. lawyer. But yeah. the ultimate vision is that they can have the um, support and the scalability that they can do that's their life genius. purpose. Wow. Thank you. So that's what I'm really Whoa. excited about. That's launching later on this spring. Really? I'm going to continue. I'm going to actually, right. I'm going to have a, a profile on there and continue Happy. to do group sessions because I just personally love being able to do Reiki. I and can't wait for you to do Tuesday. Oh my I know. Gosh. I'm so excited. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Oh my God. We're gonna, so they're excited. They're going to love you. So oh. this this is coming out after Tuesday's episode, but we're having a Galentine's night at the Fairmont in Santa Monica and uh, Milana's going to come and do some Reiki work. and going to heal some hearts. Yeah. So I'm so excited about it. It's going to be it's really be so good. powerful. Yeah. So thank you, guys. Oh my God. Thank and then you. Your website. Yeah, what's your oh, website? website. Um, so Instagram, Wellness Official is the okay. new platform, just Wellness Official and Milana Snow, M-I-L-L-A-N-A-S-N-O-W, um, wellnessofficial.co. Like Snow. I know. It's like, it's, it's beautiful. It's really weird. I didn't make that one up. It is my stepdad's last name, but I like- Oh, cool. It's just like, oh. <laughs> like, this is my stage. You could ask I love. I'm like, no, just kind of, Yeah. Wow. That is wellness official. Wellness official. Next episode, we'll talk about the download for that. Yeah. We're going to talk about your fashion background too. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know, but we got to the good stuff. We got to the good stuff. We did. We got some good good information. And I'm sure, you know, for all the healers and like the teachers out there, there's there's so much nuance to this. Yeah. I would love like if anybody like wants to hit me up and like have a conversation about it because, you know, some people have different experiences around like the chakra system and and the, the different energy uh, fields and all of that. Mm. I think there are some basics that we all can like as a community agree on that that is like what it is. Mm. But um, I've heard different things about what things mean. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything about the Maslow hierarchy of needs. So I'm really curious how you guys out there that do energy healing experience that and, and anybody who's receiving it, how that correlates to your understanding of what you experience. So yeah. completely hit me up. Oh, all right. Thank you. We love you. Thank, Thank you. you. So I love good. you guys too. <laughs> all right. Bye guys. Bye Have guys. a great week. Love you. Thanks. <laughs> We're live. We're live. How freaking was that? That was one How of my How did she favorites. come into our life? 
magic, Biet. Biet. Biet Simkin um, brought her into our life and now she's a part of her life and I'm so honored to call her my friend. Yeah, we're going to be... Um, one, doing another episode with her because yes. Krista and I, since um, this conversation, have had sessions, healing, from her. healing sessions with her and it's rocked my world. It was insane. It was crazy. It was insane. Um, so join the secret Facebook yeah. group and if you have any questions about Reiki, about energy healing, about anything we mm-hmm. talked about, um, let us know in there or you can email us or DM us and then we can um, talk to her about that in our second episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have some exciting things coming up with her. So look out for that. Yeah. We're going to be uh, collaborating on some events that you mm-hmm. all can come to. So we're really excited about that. And um, this Saturday, March, give me the date. 17th. 17th. 3.30 to 5 p.m. at the Century City Mall, which is gorgeous. Oh my, I just went there the other it's day insane. to walk around. Like when I say a mall, people are like, mall. It's Oh, it's insane. an outdoor like mall museum. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful. But we're doing an event with Jordan Younger. Yeah. Yay! The Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. One of our favorites. Jordan is one of our friends here in LA and she's amazing. So she's actually going to be interviewing us live. It's going to be a live podcast recording. Um, and we couldn't be more excited to be doing it with her there. So it's on the 17th, 17th 3.30 to 5 p.m. And you can find more information on our website or on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. It's free. Yeah, so. it's free. So if you're in the area, bring come friends. Come on, come all. Come on, come all. Bring your friends. Make signs for us. Cheer us mm-hmm. on. It's going to be one of those. We'll sign boobs. We'll <laughs> sign babies. Whatever. Um, thank you guys so much for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. It means the world to us. Um, you know, we love you guys. Mm-hmm. It's You keep us going. And if you love an episode or love this podcast as a whole, please share it with your friends, family. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Whoever could use it. You know, it's kind of a little gift in someone's Mm -hmm. day. I I don't necessarily send our own... I do send our own podcast to people, but even if I live it... Even if I listen to another yeah. podcast, I'm like, oh, you should listen to this. Yeah. You know, just any content uh-huh. where I'm like, oh, I feel like this or could resonate. Or if this is like something resonated with you, yeah. you know, I would love if you wrote a review. So the people that write reviews, it means so much. It just yeah. helps us get bomb ass people on. And, you know, if this has impacted you in any way, writing a review is all you need to do. And gre- get ready, y'all. We're touring the country. We're going to start SF. Touring the country. SF, Chicago, and New York, but we will be traveling to more cities. So if you want us to come to your city, please let us know. Message us, DM us, email us. We love you. Have a great day.